Hey, thanks for jumping on here to our online location, wherever you are, whatever life has looked like. Just stop for a second and take a breath. It's going to be okay. We're in this together. And I'm so glad that you're a part of our online location. We are here for you. We're here to serve you. We're here to help you. And I believe that this service right now, it's the right time for you. It's going to encourage you and God's going to speak to you through his word and through the worship today. So be encouraged. You're not alone. Thanks for being a part of this place. Before we get started with some absolutely incredible worship, take a second and hit that great connect button if you're watching this at our actual online location, which is gracefreechurch.live. If you're watching on YouTube or somewhere else, Facebook, whatever, great. Jump over to the online location, gracefreechurch.live, so you can get the full church experience. If you want to go back to YouTube, great, but just hit that great connect button. And if you're new here, we have a gift we're going to send you. It's, it's how we stay in touch with you and let you know all of the absolute incredible stuff going on at Grace Free Church. Thanks for being part of the movement. Invite a friend or a family member to be a part of it too. We are a church that is for your friends and family who don't go to church. It's who we're for. So take a second and text the link to them, invite them to church with you right now, post it on social media, hit that blue button underneath this video, shoot it out there, help encourage someone, help them to find hope, help them to be a part of something bigger than they are. They're going to find so much joy in this awesome ride that we're on together don't forget about our kids' campus. It's state-of-the-art. It's absolutely incredible. I love watching that stuff with my own kids. Sometimes we'll hit it up the same, the same one a couple times a week. It's absolutely great. It has links for our live meetups. It has links for all, all the stuff that's going on with our kids' ministry. Do it. And uh, I hope you're ready and settling in. Say hi to us in the chat. Let us know. Let us know where you're watching this from. Let us know who you are, what's going on. If you have prayer requests, send it to us. We'd love to connect with you. Right now, let's just worship together.
something Now you call me a citizen of heaven When I was broken, you were my healing Now your love is the air I'm breathing I have a future, my eyes are open Cause when you call my name I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day You called my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day
I hope that worship was absolutely amazing. It's so good to take my eyes off my circumstances and to worship and praise the God who got me here. I believe he's got you here and he's got something for you to help you through your week. And we're going to get to that in the last message in our worst year ever series. I've been saying to Scott, like, worst series ever. It's like, no, it's not the worst series ever. If the series was meaningful to you, the worst year ever, please let us know send us a message in the connect button. We'd love to hear if this has been an encouragement to you. Shoot us a message on social media or a post there. Tag us in it. Like, I'll, I'll, I just would love to hear if this series was meaningful to you at all. And throw it in the chats, and I hope it was an encouragement to you. And so before we get into that message, we're doing this thing called YOLO. Not you only live once. I know what that, that's what YOLO means, but we have this campaign going to launch a physical location, additional physical location in Tremont. And many of you have heard about Launch Tremont. It's a campaign, financial campaign, to get everything we need to start services in there. But what you probably don't know is that a, a chunk of that is, is meant to upgrade your online location experience too. I want to put you virtually in the room. Like, you know it's better virtually in the room. I preach better when you're going to be virtually in the room. I miss that interaction with you. So would you consider helping us meet this goal in the next couple weeks? Our YOLO goal, all you have to do is go to gracefreechurch.net slash YOLO to help us scratch some stuff off the list. Every little bit helps, and it is going to drastically affect your online experience in really good ways. There's a ton of you out there. Man, a ton of you watch this every week. And the temptation I know is to disengage a little bit because it's awesome and you can do it in your living room or in your hot tub or on your break at work. I, I love you. I want you to experience this wherever you are, but would you help us by reengaging and considering if you could chip in a little bit to help us upgrade your online opportunity and put you virtually in the room every week, every service, in the noise, in the chaos. When my filter falls off at 11 a.m., you want to be in there. We love you. Let's pray, and we're going to get right into this last message in the worst year ever. Dear God, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to worship you. Man, we, we need you. We don't need more me. We just need more of you. There's plenty of distractions out there. Would you just um, help us to whew, focus on you? We need you. We don't need me. We, don't, we just need more of you. It's been a rough year. Um, would you speak to us through your word? In Jesus' name, amen. Worst year ever finding hope in anything, and I sure hope that you found this 
service to be hopeful, this series to be hopeful, and we're wrapping up a bunch of weeks with one message right here, right now, sad face if you loved it, happy face if you hated it, the series is ending today, in this moment, worst here ever. Don't worry, you'll be able to go back online to our website and catch all of these talks and uh, a ton of talks on there for you to listen to and enjoy and share with your friends. But this one, this one is the last one in this series and it's called Finish Strong. Finish Strong. Anybody can fit start. Not everybody can finish strong. I want to start by reading you the passage and then we'll get into this and I have a lot of practical stuff that I think will help you finish strong. I wanted to end this series with some real Things that you can pick apart, write down, take some notes, and if you're taking notes, snap a picture of them, send them to me, tag me on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. I love to see the notes that you take. I love how God speaks through his word to you and you, you learn stuff. I didn't even say I love seeing that. It's a huge encouragement. I think it's, it's a, it shows how much God loves you. So I love to see those things and... Uh, Finish strong. We're in this passage. If you have your Bibles, you can jump to 2 Timothy chapter 4. And we're going to start in verse 5 and read through verse 10, most of verse 10. And I just want to read this to you and then we'll get right into it. This is written by Paul to a young man. He's mentoring in the ministry named Timothy at the very end of Paul's life as he's closing in on the last moments, chapters, days, it's, it's imminent. His, his time on earth is about to be up. And so he's passing on all this absolutely incredible, incredible knowledge and wisdom and hope and insight to Timothy. And we get to like check it out to, today together. It says this, but you keep your head. Man, there's a whole lot to circle in here. So get your pen out. I'm sorry, did that seem too forceful? Please, please get your pen out. It's a whole lot to keep track of. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardships. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering... And the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Do your best to come quickly to me, for Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me. Don't flop, finish strong. Don't flop, finish strong. I don't know if it's just me, but that's uh, on replay in my mind all the time. I think about that a lot. Don't flop, finish strong. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, don't flop, right? You heard that a lot because you were a soccer player. Why, I don't know why we have this, like, there, there's a little rivalry going around on the staff. We got some, some athletes in the building and, like, you know, they'd like to pick on me, the soccer player, mostly because of jealousy, but they, they're always talking about how we flop and flail and, you know, you lay on the cart when you get a, your ankle bumped a little bit and they bring out that magic spray and they spray and then a couple guys run you off the side of the field and then you pop right back up like nothing ever happened. I, that's not why it's running around in my head all the time. Don't flop, finish strong. It's because I look around me and I see people that start strong and finish poorly. That, that, that they crash and burn near the end. Like when we were starting this worst year ever, I knew in March as things were getting shut down in 2020 that I was going to have to focus on not how well I started this whole disaster, but how well I finished it. I knew myself enough to know that if I wasn't thinking about how I was going to finish 
the worst year ever. I wasn't going to make it through the worst year ever. I knew I couldn't, didn't matter how, how many mistakes I made early. What mattered was how, how well I finished. And the worst year ever, it's always harder the last quarter than it is the first. I mean, it's when things get really long, when it gets tough, when we feel that emotional exhaustion set in. When the difficulty just doesn't go away. I mean, that's when you see people dropping like flies. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. So we have to, we have to end this series called The Worst Year Ever. I hope every message was really meaningful to you. But we have to end it talking about something we don't like to talk about. How we end the game. How we finish strong. Maybe you're like, what, dude? I didn't even get started. You're you're thinking, you're thinking, then you're like, I I went to college my freshman year with big dreams, all excited. It was going to be a blast. I was going to meet the love of my life. No, you weren't. Probably not. Maybe, but it's highly unlikely. I was going to make a ton of new friends. Yeah, you're probably right on that. You were going to jump into like the start of your career. Most people change majors partway through. Calm down. It was going to be an awesome year. And then all of a sudden, things got slammed shut and you got sent home. You're like, I can't even get started. Maybe you're like, I've been looking and finding these duds for dudes Every time I put myself out there and try to date somebody. By the way, you try to date somebody in the middle of a pandemic when you have to wear a mask and stay six feet apart. You can't really even go anywhere. Like what happened to everybody's first date, the movie? It's just taken right out of there. That's okay because you can't really talk during the movie anyway unless you're one of those rude people that always sit in front of me. I'm getting sidetracked, you know. But maybe you're like, man, it's been done after done. I can't even get started. I can't get started. I'm having a tough time getting started. Maybe you're like, man, I felt like I was started, but now I'm realizing I'm late in my game, and it feels like I started and I was playing the wrong game. Listen, this should be an encouragement to you. If you're stuck somewhere, if you feel like you can't get started in life, if you feel like you can't get started moving your relationship to health, if you feel like you can't get started living in your purpose, if you feel like you can't get started, this should encourage you. It doesn't matter how you start. What matters is how you finish. And by the way, you're watching this. So you may not feel like you started, but you did. You may not feel like you're moving anywhere, but you are. God's been stirring some stuff up in you, and he has been moving you along on this journey It feels like you're stuck, like you can't get started, but yo, it started. Maybe you're like, man, I'm off to a really weak start. This message isn't for me. I got started, but it's been really bad. I don't want to talk to anybody about how things have been going because I have started in the weakest fashion ever. I've started, and, I, and, I'm, and it's embarrassing to know how, how the, the start of this whole thing is going. Like, I don't know, maybe you're a high school student, right? And you're like, yeah, I started doing online school this week. It's not going good because you're looking at a report card that is not really reflecting the way things used to go for you. You, you started, and you were like, man, this is going to be my year. It's going to be my freshman year. You know, it's awkward enough when you're a freshman, but I'm going to push through it. I'm going to make some friends. And now you're like, I don't know, man. I started really weak. Nothing seems to go right. If you've started weak in anything, you got to know this should be an encouragement to you. It's not how you start that matters. It's how you finish. Maybe you started strong, but somewhere along the way, You crashed and burned, epic failure style. You should know you're in good company. A whole lot of people in this Bible, God records their stories for us. People who start strong, but then somewhere along the way they fail. David has his Bathsheba, right? Moses loses his temper and doesn't listen. He also murdered somebody in case you're taking notes. You know, Noah gets wasted. Like it's just a bunch of stories where people 
start maybe strong, but then somewhere along the line, they crash and burn. And I don't want this to be a discouragement to you. You need to hear this. This is really encouraging. Whether you can't get started or where, where you, your start feels really weak to you and you're not where you want to be or whether you just somewhere along the line got derailed. Hear this. It's not how you start. It's how you finish that matters. And you can waste the majority of the years of your life. But God wants you to finish strong. You could be lost in countless distractions. Mistake after mistake. God wants you to finish strong. And you can. You can finish strong no matter how this whole thing has started for you. I've seen it, right? So, like, I know I got to think about finishing strong because I know I won't make it if I'm not thinking about it. I know, I know I've seen so many people, people I've loved, people I've trusted, people who have mentored me, people I've looked up to, people I've, I've learned from, who started off strong and then somewhere along the way... They failed and, and so poorly. I don't want that to be my story and I don't want that to be my legacy. You see, your legacy is what happens at the end of your story. That's the lasting legacy you leave. It's how strong you finish that matters. I've seen people not make it. Sometimes they're overwhelmed. Maybe you started strong but somewhere along the journey, you just fell off the tracks, you quit the race, you dropped out because you were overwhelmed, and you were not met with the proper help and support you needed to deal with the overwhelming feelings or circumstances that were thrown at you. Maybe you've, I've seen people get overwhelmed and drop out of the race or trip up in the middle of it. I've seen people almost there and not make it because they were overwhelmed. I want you to know we're with you. We're here to support you. We want to walk alongside you. I've seen people get overwhelmed and I've seen people be undercharactered, caricatured. Character, that's not, a, that's not even a word. They didn't have the character they needed. And so they start strong, but because their character never develops, because they never work on who they are, because they never make sure they're healthy as an individual, oh, they just crash and burn somewhere between the start and the finish. They finish really weak because their character failed them. Listen to me hear this now more than ever. Who you are. You may not like this. I don't care. Who you are is more important than what you do. Who I am is more important than what I do. Character matters in every aspect and every facet of life. And maybe it's time to take a good look at how things have been going and say, man, am I becoming the man I need to become? No, scratch that. Am I becoming the man God needs me to become? You young people, you got big dreams, right? You're in high school or starting college. You have big dreams for your future. You want to live a life of meaning and purpose and success. Guess what? It doesn't matter what you do if you're not becoming who you're supposed to become. Character matters. So I've seen people like crash and burn between the start and the finish because their character wasn't up for the platform that they wanted and they fail. Big mistakes, huge disappointments, betraying the people closest to them. I've seen, I've seen people choose they're riding the wrong whip, you know? They're the whip, like your car, you know, like you're riding, you, get, you need your car to get from point A to point C. They got the wrong whip. They chose the wrong ride to get them to the finish well. There's a whole lot of things that'll fail you in life. Your faith is what will carry you there. You could choose the whip of your work. You could choose, not whip, right? Like, you could choose the whip of Success and popularity and clout, all of those will run out. All of those can be taken from you in a flash. 
but when you ride and your faith through life, you can finish strong. And Paul here, he's at the end. I want to finish strong because that's how you leave a legacy. You can live your whole life and do all kinds of impactful things, but you know what? If you fail in the last few meters, what people are going to remember, what's going to throw a shadow on all the other stuff you accomplish, it's the last few meters. I want to leave a legacy. And so I got to think about how to end. It feels uncomfortable for us because, like, talk about pressure, man. Like, I don't want to end this series bad. That's pressure enough, let alone my life, right? Like, got to bring it. I don't want to end it bad. It's, it feels like a lot of pressure. It feels like it's just intimidating a little bit. And you know what? It's just not as satisfying as living for myself in the moment. But it's so worth it to play the long game through faith. We don't like talking about it maybe because of the intimidating factor, the pressure, or it's just not, it doesn't feel as good as talking about other things in the moment. But I, I realized when I was hanging out with a bunch of very successful entrepreneurs and business people, and they were talking about what they wanted their last day of their business to look like. They had all kinds of different dreams. You could tell they had thoroughly thought it out. Maybe they didn't really want to think about it. They were having plenty of fun now. But defining what was happening in the future helped them prepare for it. You see, your tomorrow helps define your today. We need to start thinking about our end game and finishing strong in our marriage, finishing strong raising our kids, finishing strong in this season of life, finishing strong in the worst year ever, finishing strong in a season of blessing. We got to start thinking about finishing strong because thinking about tomorrow prepares you for today. We got to start thinking about it. I want a legacy that lasts. Paul, he wrote these under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and he had a legacy that lasted, and he wasn't about to fail at the end. Here he is, staring at his life. Nero has him in prison. His termination, his execution is imminent. He's going to be executed at any time now. He's just waiting for the last hammer of his life to drop, and he wants to finish strong. So he's pouring into Timothy, and he's talking about Demas. Demas was somebody who was with him at the beginning, but somewhere along the way, he started off strong, but he didn't finish strong. He finished weak. He abandoned him. You need to hear this, right? Like, there's more people at the starting line than there are will be at the finish line. Like, there, there's a whole lot of people that start strong. There's very few people that will finish strong. Where do you want to end up? Like, Paul here, he's like, Demas, it had to hurt. Demas, he's not with me anymore. Timothy, hurry, man. Like, hurry. I hope you hurry to see me because it's lonely here at the end. I'm committed to finishing strong. I'm being poured out as a drink offering. That's how, they would take their wine, right, like during their sacrifices in the Old Testament, and they would take their wine, and they would come up to the, to the altar where all this sacrifice was cooking, and the aroma was filling the, the place the sacrifices were being offered, and they would pour their wine over their altar as a drink offering. Jesus referenced it when he says his life, his blood would be poured out as a drink offering. Metaphorically, it was pointing to the literal sacrifice of Jesus for us in his blood. And he's like, I'm being poured out as an offering. You can pour it out. I'm sacrificing to God till the end. Listen, sometimes it's lonely finishing strong, but it's way better. It's way better than crashing and burning before you get to the finish line. It can be a lonely place. Paul's like, it's worth it. It's worth sacrificing that feeling of satisfaction from companionship, it's worth, even if I have to stand here alone, I'm going to pour it all out. I'm not going to save any of the last drops for me. I'm going to leave it all out here on the table. Everything's going to be left on the field for God. I'm going to finish strong. And he passes on these seven absolutely incredible things 
to Timothy. You're sweating right now because you're like, seven, man, we ain't got time for seven. That's why you got to get your pens out and write these down because we're about to rip through seven ways to finish strong. You want to finish strong? Here's seven ways to finish strong from Paul to Timothy straight to you right here, right now. You, you fell somewhere along the way. You got tripped up. That's all right. Get back up and start again. There's seven ways to help you finish strong. You didn't get started. Here's seven ways that'll get you started and have you start in a way that finishes strong. You feeling a little weak? Seven ways. You ready? I hope you got your pens out. I stalled long enough right there. Number one, he says, keep your head or no, sorry, that's number two. He says, but you. He'd just been talking about all these people, right, like that would get distracted and thrown into false teaching. He says, but for you, focus, it, it's on you. It's not on somebody else to finish strong for you. It's not on your parents to set you up to finish strong. It's not on your boss to provide an opportunity for you to finish strong. It's not on somebody coming in and helping your parents so that you can finish strong. It's on, like, lovingly, it's, it's on you. Stop worrying about everybody else. Sometimes we don't finish strong because we're too busy comparing ourselves to everybody else. It's a waste of time, a trap, and it's killing your heart. Like, don't worry about anybody else. It's just on you and God. Trust him. Lean into him. Stop looking at all the other distractions about what everybody else is doing, how they're finishing, how they're following. Worry about what your next step is, how you're going to walk forward, how you're going to get through it. But you, number two, if you're taking, if you're writing this stuff down, number two is keep your head. We just talked about this not that long ago in this series. First Peter 5, 8, right? Like, be sober-minded and alert. It's, it's not a game. This is really important. And Peter was saying like the same thing, same thing that Paul's saying, like keep your head on straight. There's going to be a ton of things that come and throw distractions at you. There's going to be a ton of opportunities that pop up in life that aren't the opportunity you should take. Keep your head on straight. Be able to see where God's leading you. Be able to hear what he's saying to you above the noise of everything and everybody else. Keep your head. Number three, endure. I think this is the hardest for me. You know, I got to focus on it the most because it's the hardest. Sometimes you just got to endure some stuff. It's not fun. It doesn't sound fun. That doesn't preach well. I don't, I don't like saying that. You just got to, but sometimes... My old man, right, like he says, he says proudly, I'm a plotter. And I used to be like, man, why are you bragging about that, you know? Like what he says, like I plod, man, I just plod. I just keep going. I put my head down, I keep going. Whatever happens, however messy it gets, whatever the storm looks like, I'm just going to keep going. It's not flashy, but it's necessary. It may not make a big splash, but I'll tell you what, it wins the long game, I wish I could be more of a plotter. Sometimes you just got to endure through it. I was enduring through a season, man. I was so discouraged. It felt like I was getting shelled by life, one thing after another. It's not that long ago, right? Like, I'm not even sure the shelling stopped. It's been okay today. It was okay yesterday. I got a bunch more people praying for me. I think that helped. But like, man... I looked at the last couple months of my life, and I was like, I can't. I just got to endure it. I found this verse in James 1, 12. It said, blessed is he, is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. I was walking around. I got told Ryan, like our, our campus our location pastor in Tremont, I told Jen, my wife, like I was telling him, like we were talking about how crazy things have been. I'm like, I feel like I was saying this verse, like, you know, like uh, Bill Murray and Caddyshack, when he's talking about talking to the Dalai Lama, you know, I got it, Google, Google. So I got that going for me, right? Like that's how I felt when I read this. But the more I looked at it, I'm like, blessed means happy is the one. That's what that original word means. Like, happy is the one who endures. 
It's not just like, ah, I got that going for me, crown of life from Jesus, whatever that means. No, man, it leads to joy, even in the midst of enduring difficulties. Sometimes you just got to plod to finish well. There's times where it's easy, times where it's fun. And then there's times where you just got to put one foot in front of the other. Maybe you're in that time right now. The number four thing, right, is just do work. It's funny how when things get difficult, somewhere along the way, when it gets long, people disengage more. I think right now we have more people disengaged. I'm just being honest. I know because the temptation's there, right? Like it's easy. It's a cold winter. It's difficult. It's a difficult time of year in general to stay engaged with life. We've been smacked with storm after storm after storm. You've been watching these online for how long? Probably pretty long. Maybe it's been a while since you had some fun interaction with some people. Been a while since you went to some concerts. Been a while since you stretched yourself a little. It gets comfortable, doesn't it? And when it gets comfortable and you're emotionally tired and long, it's easy to disengage. I'm trying to create opportunities for you to get engaged. Because I know, like, right? Part of finishing well is you got to keep doing the work. Everybody wants the payoff. Nobody wants to really do the work. You just got to do the work. Galatians 1.6 is a verse I, I love. It's one of my favorite verses. Don't give up doing good. At the proper time, you're going to receive harvest. I, I want to see the harvest of what God does in my life. Do you? Number five, we're running out of time here. Number five is a good fight isn't every fight. Y'all need to hear that right now. Pick your battles. The, the good fight. He says, I fought the good fight. The good fight isn't every fight. Some of y'all are struggling with your kids because you, you, you think every fight is the good fight. You got to pick your battles. What's most important? I think what spiritually happens is most important. I think the care of the souls of the people around me is the most important thing. Pick your battles. Some of you are exhausted because you just run around and, you, and you, you're not finishing strong because you feel like it's your job to prove everybody wrong and you're going to use Facebook to do it. You're going to jump on and you're going to tell everybody, pick your battles. You're sacrificing the most important battles to win one that doesn't even matter. Your relationships are most important. Preserve them. Pick the good battles, the battles of faith. There are the ones that are going to have you finish strong. Number six, you're not finished until you're finished. I mean, there have been times in Paul's life where he was facing doom on a ship. It was going to crash into the rocks. He's like, God, God showed me. It's not the end. I'm not finished. Like, he's still got something for me to do. Countless times he was thrown in jail. He wasn't finished. God still had something to do. Now he's coming to the end and he knows. Like, you'll know. God's not going to leave you out to try to figure it all out. You may feel finished. You're not finished. God's not done with you. You're not finished until you're finished. Until he says you're finished. Keep going. Keep following. Don't give up. You're not finished because you failed. You're not finished because somebody told you you're finished. You're not finished because you're washed up. You're not finished because of that mistake. You're not finished because of your past. You're not finished. And number seven, keep the faith. Hebrews 11, 1, it says this. It says, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain about what we do not see. You want to finish strong, you got to lean into your faith. I'm watching the service, right? No, like you gotta, somebody, you gotta lean into it more. You gotta lean into your relationship with God. I know maybe you're not comfortable being around people. I get it, right? Like you don't need to be to lean into your faith more. You're running out. You're not gonna finish strong because you're leaning back from your faith. You gotta lean in more. Don't shrug it off. Don't make it the last thing on your priority list. People think about church last, right? Like God last, when things get crazy, when it hits the fan, that's when I'm going to lean in. No, lean in now. Lean into your faith and you'll finish strong. You can do it. 
Whoever you are, whatever life looks like, you can do it because it says in Hebrews 13, 8, right? Like, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's not going to hang you out to dry. He's not going to leave you to accomplish this stuff on your own. Like, you can finish strong. It doesn't matter how you started. It matters how you finish. It doesn't matter how it's been going. It matters what happens next. Like, let's finish strong together. Lean into your faith. Re-engage with God. Do some work and serve somebody. Show some love to somebody. Come on, somebody. Like, get excited again, no matter what life has looked like, no matter how overwhelmed you've been. Even if your character has been neglected, you can finish strong. Let's finish strong together. Dear God, thank you so much. And for this series, it's been so crazy and challenging to me, wrestling through these messages every week. I want to finish strong. I want to, like, I want to be like Paul and commit to it. Like, I'm going to pour it out. I'm going to pour it out. Whatever I have left, I want to pour it out for the kingdom, even if that means cruising to the finish line by myself, even though there's going to be lonely days, even though it's going to be difficult, even though sometimes I'm just going to have to put my head down and plod forward. I, I just want to finish strong for you. Would you protect our hearts, protect our families, and help us to experience your blessing. I pray that you would bless those who are at our online location checking this out. I pray that you would overflow them with blessing, that, that it, their hearts would overflow, that they wouldn't be able to contain it, that it'd spill out onto their friends and their neighbors and their co-workers and throughout this church and movement. We're so thankful for all you're going to do in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Grace family and friends. We are so glad you have joined us to worship at our online campus. I want to take a moment and talk a bit about why we as a church encourage giving. Did you know that giving is considered an act of worship? It's true. Paul addressed the Philippian church on this very thing. In Ephesians 4, 18 through 19, Paul states, I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Paul, of course, is referring to their offerings here. Paul continues, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Paul used these gifts to further the mission of spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And just like Paul, our mission at Grace Free Church is to share this good news throughout Schuylkill County. We want you to be a part of this mission as well. By partnering with us, we can reach the people of Schuylkill County. In fact, we can't do it without you. You may be thinking, how do I partner with Grace Free Church? Well, one way is through giving. We made this partnership process very simple. In fact, we have several methods to assist you in joining this mission. You can mail your gift to the church. You can text your gift to 570-528-2060, or you can give online by clicking the Give Online button on this page. The Give Online button also has a recurring giving option, which is a great way to schedule your gift giving. We appreciate you and are excited to see what God has in store for this church. sorrow and dead in my sin lost without hope with no place to begin your love made a way to let mercy come in when death was arrested and my life began ash was redeemed only beauty remained my orphan heart was given a name. My morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance. When death was arrested and my life began. Oh, your grace so free washes over. 
I'm hoping that, I'm praying that, I'm believing that this service was what you needed right now in this moment, that it encouraged your heart, that you found strength in it, that you are, are meeting your week with more resolve and with more energy, with a bigger view of God than you ever had before. I want you to know no matter what happens this week, I'm praying for you. Before you jump off here, share this with somebody, shoot them the link, make sure you hit that great connect button. And by the way, help us upgrade your online experience, opportunity, YOLO. It's, it's just go to gracefreechurch.net slash YOLO and you can help us upgrade and create an even better online location experience for you and your friends. And uh, we're excited about what God has next. I, I hope you know you're loved here. Way more importantly, I hope you know God loves you. Have an awesome week.